gentlemen it's back we're back there's been some loss there's been some gains there's been some existence you have found us we are larger and Lawrence, and this is live at the sports attic tell you what it seems like it was just yesterday that i handed it over to my partner and i'm going to do it again right now my name's clark Lawrence, and i'm going to hand it over to the man who leads this show alphabetically and uh, content-wise, here he is, the one and only Alfred Ferdinand Larcher III. Well, September 14th, 2021, the big show is back on the air. And what an exciting time as the NFL kicks off week one and uh, an interesting week. I got the NFL, I don't know what the hell you call it. Playbook, end you, zone. You call it you something. It's not, it's not the Sunday ticket. You don't have that direct TV thing. What the hell... I forget what you call it. There's another package out there. What the hell does it give you? Yeah, it gives you every single game condensed, so it's just the play. So you watch play after play after play. It's about a 35-minute watch per game. So in the time span you would normally watch one game, I watched two, four, I watched six games. Oh, that's and awesome. I, saw, I, I watched the Packer game last night. I, I watched the rewatched the Bears game. So what I'm hearing you talk about is the show account has this, right? And in, in the password, just, here we go. Yep. You've watched, what, six yeah. NFL games in the last, like, six hours? Yeah, I think I've watched eight games oh, total. that's amazing. So about half the slate. Wow. And, uh, and yeah, this, this is, lot. for the record, this isn't for show prep. This is strictly for daily fantasy football prep. Yeah, it's, well, no, it's absolutely for the show. <laughs> I want to give the people their money's worth when I'm talking about yeah. things. Um, and, and gambling, yes, gambling does play a major factor in it. Of Good course. to see some smiling faces in the chat room. How about we it? Seen it in a while. Hey, Tony, Larry, Sean, Tony. My God, it's a, it's a whole new world. Uh, like man. an Aladdin song. <laughs> NFL Game Pass is what I what I grab. It's a hundred bucks. You get every single game, every snap. Uh, I watched some Tom Thayer do some uh, an- analyzing a couple plays. There, there's some extra bonus stuff on there. Uh, it's worth a hundred bucks if you really like watching games. And what I really enjoy about it is because play after play after play, you can't get lost on your phone. You have to watch the game, and, and it's compelling because there's never any distraction. It's just you know, like I said, play after play after play. Um, uh, yeah, what what a horrible week for the Bears. Uh, uh, absolutely but it went, horrible. But it went, it went exactly as expected. I didn't expect it to go too much different. Uh, I mean, what are we going to talk about? The, the plus of that would be that we got to see Justin Fields on the field. Uh, he, he got to play football, Al. That was nice. Uh, what else? Um, they, well, the defense can't cover anybody. There's, there's no secondary. What? The, 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 lack, the lack of a secondary 
is absolutely concerning for the Chicago Bears moving forward. I just um, Eddie you know. Jackson, I think that just the way that you've watched this guy develop, really developing into a full, uh, really just what you – what's the word here, Al? Uh, it, it's it's a disappointment. Have. It's a fucking disappointment. It's an absolute – last year, where was he? This year, where is he? The first year felt so yeah. promising, but it's a lot of that because the guy who was on the other side lining up on the other side of him over there named Kyle Fuller, a guy who was a, a, a victim of the salary cap, a guy who went to go vo- join his old coach, Vic Fangio, out in Denver. Is that where it is? Is that, is that, is that the big problem here? Uh, Eddie Gold, Goldman not being there on the front line, I, I think that, that well, could be a little bit. But I, just, I don't see anything out of this defense. That definitely played a factor, Eddie Goldman not being there, but not, not a major one. I mean, I watched that game back. There was a lot of pressure being had. Uh, the Bears were pressuring the quarterback, who, by the way, looked fantastic. And now, all of a sudden, now is second in money betting for MVP of the league after one Bears game um, in uh, Matt Stafford. Wow. He's now uh, just behind uh, Mahomes as far as MVP votes on the year. You know, if you would have got him a couple weeks ago, you could have made some killer money. You would have thrown some money towards him at MVP. Um I don't know if that continues. I mean, he looked sharp. He yeah. looked good. But he also – there were a lot of big plays that went to blown coverage, which you're not going to see from professional defenses going forward. Now, there was a lot of talk in the offseason, what a great get we got at defensive coordinator, as Sean Asai, because he's really smart. You know, that's all they talked about. The guy's like a Yale guy. He's super smart, super intelligent. He studied under Nick Fangio. The players love him. Um, Nick and yeah, and and the dude, uh, you know, maybe he's really smart, but being really smart doesn't make you a great teacher. Uh, that that defense out there w- w- was bad. That secondary was was miserable. Stafford, and the twenty for twenty six, three hundred and twenty one yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean he played he played fantastic. He delivered deep balls where they needed to be. He played underneath well. Um, the Bears, you know, shut the run game down more or less mm-hmm. up until we couldn't, and that w- that was going into the fourth quarter. I mean, we hung on, we hung on in this game into the fourth quarter. That's when it fell apart. Um, and when you never challenge a defense deep, and they play coverage that contains anything and just allows underneath passing. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Eventually, it's going to fall apart, and that's what happened. I don't understand why we never threw the ball deep. You know, I don't know if you saw the chart, but. Yeah. The, the one time they yeah. threw it deep was the interception. And by deep, I meant more than 10 yards. Like it, yeah, every play was more or less 10 yards. I thought that was a Mitch thing, why, why, why we didn't go deep. I thought that's what it was with the Nagy offense. I thought it, that was a Mitch thing. But, I mean, now that you have, I mean, Dalton's thrown downfield in his career, right? Sure he has. I mean, big passes to A.J. Green. Yeah. The game set up to be played underneath. The defense was, was covering. The, they took away the deep pass. They took away the mid-range pass. And then they allowed underneath. They gave us the underneath. And we took it, which is fine. That's the proper way to play the, the, that team. That's the proper way to play the Rams. But unless you challenge deep, that defense is just going to get stronger and contained because you're never making them think that the deep ball is coming and it never came. It, it, even if you do a couple play actions, I mean, I know, I know the line isn't there. You don't have time. I mean, that was the thinking they're giving us the underneath. 
We don't have an offensive line, so let's get the ball out of Andy Dalton's hands as quick as possible. But it failed. Now, here's the thing I take the most umbrage with. Here's the thing that really pissed me off the most. Here's the thing that got my ass red was you have a fourth and like three play. It was like fourth and three. Bears are down by 10 points. 10 minutes into the game. We're 10 minutes in the game. Five minutes left in the first quarter. Down by 10. Uh, Matt Nagy gets aggressive, goes for it on fourth down. Cool. That's fine. I, I appreciate the aggressiveness. I actually think that's a proper play call right there. What does he do? He, he rolls Andy Dalton out to basically take a sack on some shitty play call. Instead of bringing out Justin Fields, who has legs, who has momentum, who, who had, who, who's already had a great play in the game, you bring him out, and that's the situation you bring Justin Fields in. If you're going to limit his activity and you are going to play him in certain plays, that's the play you do it. I watched another game, and God forbid me because I can't remember what team it was, but it, it was brilliant. It was fourth and one, and I think they were at the 50-yard line. It might even have been overtime. It might have been Cincinnati. What they did is they faked the handoff underneath, and the tight end who was blocking on the end, he was the strong side, he gets lost in the tra- traffic and then just cuts out in the middle of the field. Uh, everybody forgot about him because he was clearly blocking. Wide open. They throw the ball for a nice, like, 25-yard gain. Like, that that was an intelligent play call with a little bit of disguise. Right. Instead of whatever the hell Matt Nagy was calling on that, that pitiful play, and that was really the end of the game right there. I mean, that was it. We came back. We pulled it close, but we there was no momentum. You know, you're on the road. It's just like that's when you use Justin Fields. That's when I lost a lot of respect for Matt Nagy, and I've been defending him a lot over the offseason. I've been defending him as a guy like you don't want to blow up this team just yet. Right. It's hard to find a good offensive-minded coach, which Matt Nagy may be, but I'm starting to think he's a fake shark. He's phony. He's false. The NFL NFL draft happened since we've been gone, and after I gathered myself and realized, hey, Justin Fields was a hell of a pick. Uh Uh-oh, is that the Delta over there, Al? Huh? Is that the Delta over there? I know you've been you've been getting the over the counter stuff. Oh no, that's a it's a blue Hawaiian that's frozen a, uh, a frozen margarita or something over there. Huh? Blue Hawaiian. I'll be damned. I'll be damned. Um, but uh, yeah, Fields uh, drafting him I, I thought was great, and I but I'm concerned about Nagy. I'm concerned about all of these things. At the time, your your thought was well, maybe this could be could be a Mitchell Trubisky thing, or it could be. The quarterback's the missing piece. So here's my thought. Nagy's taking it easy with him here. He's bringing him in for a couple plays, setting him up for success, but catching him up to the speed of the game where everything's faster, everything's a lot quicker. Everybody, everybody is elite here, right? Is that it? Is he, is he using baby? Like, is he babying him too much here? I mean, obviously he had the touchdown run, but in, in what was it? He was two for two for passing for 10 yards through a couple real easy plays. You know, just to put it in perspective, and I know it's a different situation with a quarterback who I think, what, two years in the league now in love, but you watch the Green Bay game, and it was a bad game for the Green Bay Packers. Sure. It was a really bad game. We'll go, we'll go into that. I watched Thankfully it. we had that. I watched it. I watched it, and I got to say, man, I feel for Aaron Rodgers because I don't think – he's taken a beating uh, wow. these last couple of days on, on the Internet, but um, I don't think it was his fault. Really? Quite honest. Well, I mean, it's the fault of wearing that uniform. That's the issue. 
Well, I mean, sure, it's an ugly uniform, and there's horrible people. The state of Wisconsin is diseased. Yep. If you want to get ticks, if you want to get Lyme disease, you go to Wisconsin. Wow. That's that's what you do. You get cheese and you get Lyme disease. It's terrible. Yeah. You know, and, and they've... they've, they've uh, I mean, cheese isn't so bad. Lyme. Cheese and brats are fine. I, I like the beer. I like all that yeah, stuff. You know what, man? Get an Italian sausage over a brat. Right here, so right here in Chicago. We got great food here in Chicago. Why do we have to go up there? I went to Joseph's Finest Meats today, and I tell you what, those those Italian sausages look fantastic. You also, any, uh, you also recently went to the original Pequod's. We can get into all that later as well. I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Is that, is that the OG? Uh, it, well, it's right down the road from Bert's Place, which is the owner and creator of Pequod's. Two blocks away, you can go to Bert's Place and get even a new experience. I'd like to go there with you. Since I missed sure. out going – I picked up from the Morton Grove location. But anyway, well, we can get what, the Pequod's What I found, oh, what I found and I, uh, you picked up from there, so I know you, you understand this, it's a mile difference from my house to go to the Morton Grove location versus the Chicago location, and I don't have to deal with traffic and oh. a huge crowd. Al, so, Al when, I'm going shopping to, when I'm going to shop into Os- uh, Costco and Aldi, I'm going up to Niles, man. I'm looking at the Leaning Tower of yeah. Niles at YMCA because there's – no traffic, tons of parking lots. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Elijah right in there. Uh-oh. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Wisconsin will get you. It will. Um, and then uh, bringing up, Tony's talking to my heart here. The, the broad stop's a hell of a stop. I love that place. But Overrated. if you realize that's just across the border, that's basically here in Illinois, not even in Wisconsin. So Pretty much. Back to Wisconsin. Aaron Rodgers couldn't do a damn thing because his line isn't is non-existent. Is is it worse than worse than what the Bears oh. have going on? Man, they, they they got he had zero time. The play call was brutal. You know, I mean, he, poor Aaron Jones wasn't even getting touches. They were giving it to AJ Dillon, um, and and the line was just he had no time to throw. The play call was shit. Okay, and I think I mean to put it in perspective. Well, I mean, you look at the box score of that game. And, you know, I'm not a defender of Aaron Rodgers or the Green Bay Packers. Uh, but, man, he, he had to have been seething in this game with that coaching staff because, you know, Aaron Rodgers threw the ball 28 times. 28 times. Mm-hmm. Like, that is absolutely – that's a dude who should be throwing 40 times a game. That's a guy who should have 40 attempts. You know, yeah, to put it in perspective, fucking Andy Dalton had what? Andy Dalton was uh, 27 of 38. 38 passes. 38 passes. So, I mean, that's just ridiculous for Aaron Rodgers. But here's the the point I was getting at. It it wasn't his fault, and and the offensive line was bad. But they pulled him in the fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers got pulled from that game, and he sat on the bench, and they brought in the, what, second-year quarterback? Second, third. To get some playing time. And the game wasn't – it wasn't over. I mean, there was still a, a full fourth quarter to play. Sure. It's like 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. I mean, it, it, it looked like the game was over, but wouldn't you – I mean, that's when Aaron Rodgers works his magic. So they bring in the, they bring in this rookie – or the, the semi-rookie, the second-year player, to go out there and play football. Why, why when the Bears are down why, and, and it's falling apart in the fourth quarter, why doesn't, it, why doesn't Justin Fields come out there? Well, you know, I guess the, the easiest thing – the easiest thing to argue against that with would be it's Jordan Love's second year. It's not his first year in the league. He did see a little bit of action last year, I believe. 
Um, I think maybe maybe that's the difference, and that's what Nagy is. I mean, Nagy following the school of his mentor, Andy Reid. I mean, Mahomes didn't play. Uh, McNabb, if you want to go way back to there, uh, McNabb didn't start. Peterson started, and they didn't bring McNabb in until like the 10th game or something like that. So I think I think he's just following what he knows and he's sticking with it. I I feel that Nagy doesn't really evolve much as the game's going on. He's he doesn't really change with the the way the game should be called. You know, I I just I don't see. I'm still not seeing Matt Nagy. Uh, I'm willing to give him the full season here, but is that it? I mean, he got his quarterback. What, what are we doing? Or do you have to give him next year when his quarterback actually plays? Where are we? I don't know. It's not looking promising, though. The faith I had in Matt Nagy is dwindling down to nothing. Well, it's one week. It's against the Rams. Uh, hell of a defense there. The number one defense in the league, which we can kiss all that shit goodbye. We had that. We're done with that. I don't even know if we're top 20 defense in the league, Al. Are we? Are, are they? I think I think that's gone, but we've got the offensive guru, so you've, you you got to count on that. I think yep. the hardest thing to generate in football is a great pass rush, and the Bears do have a decent pass rush at this point. Now, if the secondary can find itself, this defense could could be could be good, um, but that's a big if right now. I mean, they showed nothing. Al, were you ready to? Uh to see if you could get over to Los Angeles, or do you know anybody in Los Angeles who might have been able to play left tackle? Because, man, all the left tackles were going down. Peters, the 39-year-old fella, just a couple yeah. years younger than me. Uh, man, him getting injured, uh, what was it, a quad or a, a hamstring or something? Not, not too surprising for a guy who was damn near retired fishing on a boat, as they kept saying, right? And he looked, he, I mean, he just looks fat. Dude, he got rocked. He got, they just blew right by him, just like you thought. Then his backup goes down, Boredom, Ordem, Odom. I didn't even have time to learn the other day. Yeah, why would you? So you got that going on. The Bears secondary is playing guys that were cut from the team three weeks ago and coming back in. It's <sighs> Yet in the offseason, Pace felt the, the need to keep a guy like Jimmy Graham when you're going to carry five tight ends anyway, which to, to go ahead and cut a guy like Kyle Fuller to save money on the salary cap, when you could have saved quite a bit of money with a guy like Jimmy Graham, I don't understand that. I just don't get that. If you get that, if you don't understand it, if you have something to tell us that we're not covering about the bears here, tell me what I'm missing here. Cause I'm, I'm not happy about anything. Is there anything good to see? Give us a call at 760-454-8834. We got a couple phone lines open there, Al. So uh, let's let's bring in some callers if they're around. I wonder if I wonder if Lou's missed us. Maybe he's out there, and we can get the whole report on the on the Jets Jets who got beat by Sam Darnold in his revenge uh, game with Carolina. That game I was. A, I watched about a half of that with over out at my uh, my brother in law's place. It was a snoozer. I had a three. I had a three uh, part parlay where I took the the Jets, Ugh. the Jets Carolina over, and the Denver under, the Denver Giants under. So I was oh. betting New York, mm-hmm. and, and I took uh, Denver to cover the spread. Denver covered the spread. The under hit, and that stupid Jets Carolina game didn't hit the over. I was thinking it was going to be a shootout. 
It wasn't. It was a pretty dull game, typical Jets game. I just figured now that that loser was out of there as head coach, we might see a little bit of offense and see that team explode. But yep. that wasn't the case because neither team has a secondary. Hey, you know uh, we're playing. Go ahead. We're playing the Cincinnati Bengals this week, and I think they have arguably maybe maybe da- maybe second to Dallas, the most talented wide receiving core oh, in football. No. Oh no! Against a team with no secondary. Now I mean, the good news: how heavy are they? Don't have an offensive line. How heavy are we going to be this week on the on the Burrow stack with with receivers? Uh, Mixon looked great against a, a, a strong Minnesota defense last week. And by yeah. great, maybe not great, but he looked better than we were looking at. Well, Minnesota had trouble covering the run last year, so that, that's okay. not necessarily true. They okay. did spend a lot of money and. Uh, they went out in free agency, and they got some players to correct that problem, but it obviously wasn't corrected this week. Hey, uh, yeah, I mean, for, you got, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and mm-hmm. Jamar Chase looked really good this week. So, uh, Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, who are you going to cover? They should just plan a couple of deep plays, <laughs> run the ball with Mixon, plan some, plan some deep plays, and just fucking go. Um, hey, guys in the chat room, thank you for being there. Uh, I'm going to go to the phone lines. If uh, Let me know how that's sounding, if you will. But let's, uh, let's go over to the uh, Joseph's Finest Meats hotline. We're going to go to a there caller in the 312. Hey, caller in the 312, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, Alan Clark. My name's Elijah. I'm calling you from Tomball, Texas. Oh. Nice. I love Texas. Elijah, it's yes, great sir. to you. Welcome back to the show. The show is back for the first time in some time. Football is back, and how are you feeling? Not too good. I'm almost wishing COVID took me so I didn't have to watch that Bears game. Oh, no. Yeah, amen. Did, did, I, well, think, I think it would be less painful. Did you, did you have a battle with COVID? I have not, no. no. Okay, all right. Good. But, well, but, but coming down here, it's you're, you're no, always a risk. Al gave it a battle. He, he got through it. He battled it. Uh, and I'm, I'm happy for your health. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you. Hell, well, hell congratulations, Al, on beating COVID. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. But, it was, let's, uh, let's, talk, let's talk about some football, shall we? So the, the one thing that was glaringly clear to me, uh, I watched a lot of football on Sunday. It was nice. And some on Monday. is just the fact that they looked so unprepared both on offense and defense. The unpreparedness yeah. on defense could have been for the rookie coordinator, uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, it just – the tackling was bad. Coverage was obviously bad. On the offense, I didn't understand it. I don't have good connection to Chicago radio. I wanted to listen. What is the logic of throwing fields in there for a play here and there? And one thing that I noticed, and I might be reading into it, was that Dalton looked a little – pissed, annoyed, uh, frustrated when, when Fields went in there. Um, so he said it was I, – I, I did hear Nagy say it was part of the plan and he went to the plan. But when they, when they shot to – they had a shot right on uh, Dalton right when he went in, and he did not look like it was according to plan and he was feeling too happy about it. Well, I believe the thought there is that Fields comes in in situations that set him up for success. Obviously. Like fourth and three. Yeah. A like, shovel pass? 
Uh, yeah, that shovel passes. He, Nagy thinks that he's surprising everybody, and they run this shovel pass, but they're going to look for surprises when you're bringing the kid in. Like, they're going to be waiting for things like that. That's what frustrates me the most. Um, I think the idea is also, I mentioned it earlier, maybe, maybe you weren't on the line yet, but I think it's catching him up to the speed of the game, and they're, they're easing him in there. I, I don't, I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm just trying to bring up reasons that, uh, that I've been hearing that Nagy has talked about. There are situations where they're going to use him. It was alluded to that he would be used in situations. He came in a lot earlier than I expected. I thought it was going to be strictly, you know, later in the game, red zone positions if they ever got there. But, yeah, that's, that's the reasons I've seen. Larcher, what, what, why is he coming in? Well, he, the, I mean, the reasoning is to get to get him comfortable with the game um, in, in the feel and the speed of it. But, you know, you can get comfortable and learn the speed of the game by playing, by starting, by playing every snap. Then you, you learn. You eventually get there. Playing one or two, three plays, I, I, I don't get it. It's becoming more of a trend in the NFL. You know, you're, see, you're seeing mobile quarterbacks, Trey Lance, was injected in the San Francisco game in a very similar fashion. Um, I'm not sure if they used any of the New Orleans quarterback. Um, no. I don't know. I, I don't think they did. Lance, uh, threw, Lance threw a touchdown, right? Yeah, Trey Lance threw a touchdown. I saw him run. I, I watched the San Francisco game earlier. Um, he had one or two plays where he, he was brought in to run. Um, the Bears, again, the Bears' issue is the offensive line Oof. is so shit. They have to they have to react quick. So it's a lot of underneath and it's a lot of fast. Well, one of the ways to negate that is by having a mobile quarterback who can roll out, make a couple players miss, and let guys get deep, which is exactly what we needed in this game. So I, I mean, I'm split. I don't know if we should start him. I really don't. I mean, this season maybe it's such a lost cause because the argument to start him is well, we have a great defense. If we just have a chance at offense, we have a real chance at this thing. Well, we don't have a great defense, so we don't have a great offense. So you're just going to roll him out to, to essentially learn and take this season as a learning lesson, um, which I, I see a benefit in. But if you think it's going to break him, which has happened to quarterbacks in the past, maybe you sit him. I don't know. I My preference is you play him. Not yeah, just what, if you play. What, what I don't okay. What I don't understand is it's, uh, this is this uh, it's game time for Nagy and Pace, right? They only got one year, I believe, left. They need to put up or shut up. If you're going to put Andy Dalton in, why are you throwing these uh, dink and dunk passes? Grant and I and I fully agree with you, Al. They should have they should have went long ball at least a couple of times to loosen it up. <laughs> but you're not getting your tight end involved. You're not sticking with Montgomery, who was a beast. I mean, that's another that's another star player that was doing good. It's it, it, it's it's a lack of preparedness, and then Clark, you said it. It's a it's a lack of willingness to adapt to the game, which we saw last year. I mean, I'm just believing that Maggie is not the guy for us, and it's it's disappointing. Um, but I'm hoping he's um, at this point. I'm hoping he's not going to do more damage to Justin Fields. Because he was Justin Fields, what I got is a, is a very loyal person, saying, you know, don't don't boo Dalton when he comes in. You know, I could see him really tying into Nagy and saying, no, this is my guy, this is my coach, I want to stick with him. And I, I'm 
I'm nervous about that. I, I will I will say watching watching a few games this week, there were a lot of teams that came out flat. It, it wasn't just a Bears problem. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons just was to have an explosive offense. They scored six points against the Philadelphia Eagles, who's a good team. And if you watch that game, it, 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 they were flat. The Green Bay Packers couldn't do anything against the New Orleans Saints. I mean, they, they, they just looked like garbage. They looked uninspired. They looked like they didn't want to be there. The Tennessee Titans, another team that was supposed to be, you know, you, have Julio, you add Julio Jones, you got Brown, you got Henry. That offense was supposed to cook against Arizona Cardinals, who are not a strong defense. That's a team you shoot out against. They came out absolutely flat, unable to do anything. Um, I didn't watch the game, but the Buffalo Bills putting up 16 points and losing to the Steelers, I mean, uh, something had to have been going on That's there. Crazy. The Steelers are an all right defense, but, you know, the Buffalo Bills are, are Super Bowl contenders. So it wasn't just the Bears that came out flat. I, it, it, it's There are teams with good coaches that that happened to, but it is concerning. It, I mean, it, David Montgomery came to play, no it, question. It was wild and I there. I would have seen more of that. Speaking of the running back, you brought up Buffalo. It was wild to see that they, uh, coach's decision, they scratched Moss. He didn't, he didn't even play. That, that, that thing there. And, yes, David Montgomery, 108 yards, looking great. Run that ball. Keep running it. Uh, the Bears line, Elijah, we, you know, it's what we've been bringing up. They're put together by, uh, by duct tape right now. Uh, so the concern there, maybe they can't, they don't have enough time to pass the ball downfield. But one of the things they improved on in the off season, they added Goodwin. They're adding speed. That was the idea. Are you telling me the guys can't get 20 yards downfield before you get to a quarterback? That's why I want to see fields. However, we're not going to see him in week two when they're playing the Bengals. I mean, obviously Dalton is coming in and he's starting this game. There's no doubt about it. Um, I just yeah, revenge game narrative, right? Yeah, That's it's going to happen, but. I want to see Fields. I've seen him. I've, I went back and watched his episodes of that QB1 on Netflix. I've, uh, he's, he's a leader. And, and, you, and as you alluded to, him saying, hey, don't boo, don't boo Fields, or don't boo Andy Dalton. He, he's loyal. He's a leader. And I think I, I have He's a great person. I haven't seen him. Well, it's not just that. He's also got the tools. Like, he's, he's got not, the tools. Listen, th- this guy's not going to be caught getting hand jobs from massage therapists. It's like, this is just a good dude who loves football, who wants to be an elite football player. Like, that's in his DNA. He's a guy who wants to be the best at his job. And, damn, that's exciting because I never got that vibe from, you know, Mitch Trubinsky or, or Kate McDowell or, or fucking Kyle Orton. Well, maybe Kyle Orton. He seemed very dedicated, but he just didn't have the talent. Where <laughs> – this kid has the talent to make it happen. Uh, just a quick point on yeah. Buffalo. Buffalo's head coaching philosophy is extremely aggressive to the pass. They don't want to run okay. at all. I mean, they're, they're, they're completely uh, 100% passing. Just to put it in perspective, Josh Allen, 51 attempts Woo! throwing the ball. Um, and there's a couple other teams who are now adopting that strategy where they're going to just, like, throw because statistically speaking – you know, the run game is 1980s. I mean, it's old news. It's Nintendo One, you know. I mean, we're, we're on the uh, Xbox X at this point, And, you know, some teams are still playing on the 8-bit. They're still playing Tech Mobile when we're on Madden 21 with all its glitches. So, so just, to, just to make two quick points, I'll let you go so you guys can enjoy. Uh, so uh, I'll let you go so I can listen to the rest of the show. But 
Al, I, I agree once again with you. You're, you're right. Uh, traditionally, the thing that takes the most time for people to uh, – the side of the ball that warms up is the side of the ball that requires the most coordination. So the offense is the thing that traditionally um, takes a while for it to warm up. So, so seeing them come off flat, I'm okay with it. We've been flat for almost yeah. two and a half, three years now. And, the, and, and, it's, and it's not yeah. – I mean, we, we, we've replaced players. It's the play calling that sucks. And my last point, I'll just say this, Clark, I agree. What the hell is Jimmy Graham on here for? I would rather have Kyle Fuller. The only thing that makes sense to me, which makes no damn sense, is that we're trying to be – he was kept on to be a mentor to commit. But you really want to keep that dude on to be a mentor for another tight end? Guys, have a great show. Uh, I'll, I'll listen Wait, and thank you and bear down. What, one second before you oh. go, you know. Uh, well, right. first, quickly on command, I think that kid's a stud, and he's going to be a great uh, player for us. Two, you got any video game suggestions? Because you is. recommend you recommended XCOM to me years ago, and I'm still addicted. I just bought uh, I just bought it for the computer now, so I can play the upgrades with the uh, with with some of the expansion packs. Uh, you you got any you got any games? Um, you know, uh, so I, I played uh, Doom. Uh, the Doom series, so that's a really fun, just kind of over gory uh, sh- sh- run, run around and shoot and have different weapons. That that game was a lot of fun. Uh, I actually picked up Madden 20 last year, so I'm picking that up and fixing the Bears virtually. Um, so uh, the other one that I really enjoyed, but it's 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 a certain flavor, is Death Stranding. Um, it's, uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's the guy who used to do the Metal Gear Solid series. Um, and so right. this is him breaking away from the, so the, he's, this is the game that he played. Um, I could go more into it, but I can already hear Clark uh, snoring a bit. So <laughs> but uh, th- those would be my suggestions. Those are the ones I played. Nothing like where I would suggest like XCOM, but you know, all those are really good games and, um, you know, it, you can get them pretty cheap cause they're kind of old at this point. So. Do you, P- do you PC game at all? You know, I, I have one. It's just not that good. It's just a laptop, and I don't know if I want to invest into a PC plus video cards and all that stuff right now yeah. is just through the roof. So it's, I, I just can't I just I, can't get myself to, to do it. I've, pro- I've probably told you this before, and it, it's a game. It's an older game that should work on any PC, um, but it's the greatest game ever made. It's called Rim Worlds. And uh, I suggest it to everybody. It's the, I mean, 100% the greatest, most intelligent, coolest game you'll ever play. You know, Clark's in it, uh, you know, because you, you, you could create your own pawns. How badass so, uh, is he? Clark's one of my guys. How badass is you, he? Your, your specialty, you handle the animals, Clark. You're damn you right. You're damn fucking You're a rancher. Right. Yes, sir. I handle construction. I do a lot of the construction work. Patrick's kind of the doctor. Eric handles the farm. Casey does some social, you know, when people come into town. Uh, great game. I mean, it is. it looks simple. Like, you look at it, and it seems simple. But just YouTube RimWorld, and you can watch people playing it. And if, if that doesn't get you hooked, I don't know what will. But that's my recommendation. Thanks, Elijah, as you know, always. Yeah, um, yeah. You, you, uh, yeah I'll, just, I'll just finish this off. You, you recommended that two years ago. I purchased it. I played it for a little bit, enjoyed it little bit of time and just kind of fell off. So I'll have to pick that up because I'm sure it's still on my Steam account. So that's a, that's a good call. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll have to pick that up and play it. 
Elijah, great to hear uh, from you again. Listen in and call back in uh, maybe next week or in one of the upcoming weeks. Let's, uh, let's talk some more Bears. Let's talk some more video games because, as you mentioned, I might have been snoozing, but uh, I'm also throwing up some graphics here for Elijah's video games picks for Al. Uh, yeah. And you also elicited some, uh, some conversation out there. So thanks again, Elijah. Have a good night. We will catch you on the other side of this. It, Dude, it was so good to hear from him. Absolutely. And if you're on Steam, that game is all – like, it's, it's open-world modded, which means anybody can create modifications that change the game. And there's thousands of them, and they absolutely make the game better. Uh, Sean, an XCOM guy, too. I didn't know that. Oh, uh, there you go. Good play. Maybe talk some strategy. There you go. Uh, I, lo- awesome. I absolutely love that game. I love that game as almost as much as I love Daily Fantasy Sports, which we this week, kind of a stinker for me. In year-long, high-stake year-long leagues, I went 4-1. and one. In home leagues, I went 3-2. and two. Thank you, Lamar Jackson. And, um, yeah. So, um, I didn't have a great – I played for the mill, I played for the millionaire, the Millie Maker this, this week, but they lowered the price down to $5 as opposed to the usual 20 oh. So, I was able to run 60 teams. Okay. But a million people played. Woo-hoo. So, I can't I, beat a million. Damn. How, how many – can you beat any of them? I didn't have a great week. I, I, you know what? I missed on the running backs bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we didn't show up so well there. Al, I also went four and one in my year longs. Uh, the, the only one that I lost in is the one that, uh, or that I, yeah, that I lost in is the one that there's no money in. So that if you're going to do it, that's how you should do it. Um, the team that you and I drafted together did just fine. Oh, there, there might be a, could be a major injury upstairs, or it just might be a fit. I'm not sure. It could be a cat as well. You you have a – does that team have Cooper? Does that team have Amari Cooper? Because I was aggressive in uh, most of my drafts and get a Cooper. Yeah. Which really helped me this week. Um, hang on just a moment here. Let me head on over to that league just to double check. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yes, it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, Cooper. Um here, here's the here's that team that I'm that I'll I'll tell you about. Remember we went right wide receiver heavy. Well, we drafted Kelsey. We jumped up to yeah. get him at seventh. We went up high to get him. We have Cooper, AJ Brown, T Higgins, Calvin Ridley, um, Joe Burrow with the T Higgins there, and then um, Dude, I'm getting excited. Miles Woo! Sander, Javante Williams. Um, where else are we on this? Oh, sitting on the bench, James White, Tony Pollard, Michael Carter, oh. Kenny Galladay, oh. T Marshall Jr. Um, you know what? Every name you've said is in the recommended pickups. Well, if you remember, we were leaving AEW Dynamite. My t- the yeah. team name is Chicago Dynamite, and we were leaving. We drafted and we did the it at Dynamite. And let me tell you matches. something. I was only up by six or seven points, and nobody had anybody going except for me. I still had the Chicago Bears defense, and I damn near Oops. sat them. They got me zero. Perfect, yes, perfect, percent. baby. I I was like, ah, I could be that. I didn't. I didn't, it's a new, it's a new league that I'm in. I didn't know if that was kosher in said league. So I wanted to give it a moment, but, uh, but we won, we got it done. Yeah. That was definitely an Al Archer drafted team. And you yeah, were right. That is my you were a hundred percent correct on Amari Cooper. If you want to talk about drafting Cooper, at least for yeah. week one, that showed up big. I, I, you know, I'm an established the run guy. Uh, 
that, that that's my scouting department. I like to think of them as my scouting department because I, I rely heavily on their work. Um, I trust those guys, Evan Levitan, uh, Evan Silva, mm-hmm. uh, Dinkmeyer, Leone. Uh, those guys, those, those are my dudes. Those are the guys I trust. And, uh, yeah, uh, Evan Silva, I, I draft off of his off of his list. And, you know, I make a couple adjustments. Um, but he aggressively, for the last couple of years, has, have been, has been an Amari Cooper guy. And I'm always sold on him. People have a prejudice against Amari Cooper for some reason. There's like a there's like a hate, and people are afraid to draft him, even though every year this guy puts a thousand plus yards and, and just keeps catching balls. What now, is there it? Is went talk, from Giants to Raiders to there. It might just be of the teams that he jumped to and from, and what's yeah, going on there. Went, I think I think it was Raiders to Dallas. I don't remember. It wasn't no. I don't know why I thought Giants. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. But anyways, um, so. He's, uh, you know, the last couple of years. Last year, I mean, he was balling. And then Dak Prescott went down. CeCe Lamb is probably uh, a better wide receiver and might actually score more fantasy points than him this year, uh, which is concerning. But not really because they're both going to eat because that's all they're going to do. That team is aggressive in passing the ball. And then now, now uh, what's-his-name gets hurt. Uh, Gallup's out for a couple weeks, yeah. so yeah. you know I, I'm really I'm really high on, on that Amari Cooper, and uh, yeah, if if you got him in your leagues, man, that that's a good one. If you could trade for him, I mean, you can't do it this week because he, he exploded. He, he's going to have down weeks. That's why I draft heavy at wide receiver. I have a lot of Allen Robinson and Amari Cooper, and you know, one week it's going to be I'm going to start Amari Cooper, the next week I'm going to start Allen Robinson. Uh, just but uh, just based on matchup. So this week in daily fantasy, my top team. Let's see, let me pull up my my results there. My cash lineup was really good. CC Lamb is going to be good on Dallas. CC Lamb, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's probably their number one. He's just a physical fucking receiver. Like okay. he fights for that ball, and then he fights for the yard. He reminds me a lot of a uh, of Brown on Tennessee. Uh, A.J. Brown, yep. uh, just that, that physical, you know, I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to dominate this game type receiver, where Amari uh, Cooper's a little more finesse. But he has the chemistry already with Dak Prescott. That, I mean, that team is just scary good on offense if they can stay healthy. Although Zeke Elliott, man, their owner's got to be a little concerned, even though the game script really wasn't about the run, it was about the pass. they got to be a little concerned about him because, man, right now Tony Pollard, your number two running back, in Dallas is just playing better than Zeke Elliott. Wow. Uh, all right, let me go entries. So I, 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 I had 267 lineups in play this week. Uh, and so actual points. Done yet. Uh, cool. Oh, man. Wow. I mean, just a disappointing week. My best team put up 160 points. Uh, I think I have the Millie Maker results somewhere here. Let's see what it did, just in comparison. The team that won. It was a million plus. The winner took home a million plus dollars this year. Whoa. This week. That's amazing. With a $5 game, yeah. I mean, it was a tournament recap. So the winning the, – it was actually a, a, a Kansas City stack minus the run back. So it wasn't a full game stack. It was just a double stack. 
Oh, I'm sorry. That's a smaller field. Okay, high stakes, small field. The 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 winner in the Millie Maker was a Joe Burrow stack that didn't have a run back. They took wow. Burrow, Mixon, and Higgins. So a running back, a wide receiver, and then the quarterback. No run back. He had Joe Burrow, uh, Gordon. Joe Burrow put up 18. Not that impressive. Uh, Gordon put up. Marvin Gordon put up 23. Mixon put up 28. He had uh, Tyreek Hill, who put up 40. Yeah. Debo Samuel, who just dominated that Showed game. He, should even have had a, he almost had another touchdown yep. um, that, that got stopped at the three. He put up 35 points. Higgins put up 15. Kelsey put up 25. So this dude, what he did was he took the Cincinnati stack of Burrow, Mixon, and Higgins, and instead of a run back, he built in a mini Kansas City stack. He took Hill and Kelsey minus Mahomes because Mahomes was just too expensive. Mm. So he built that within here. Uh, he had Marvin Jones as the flex and the Cardinals. Put up 222 points versus my 160. My top team was also a Joe Burrow stack. I stacked Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase. I ran it back with Delvin Cook. So, actually, in theory, this is a really good setup at this point. Sure. But then I had Antonio Gibson kind of uh, uh, fart out at 12 points. I had Stefan Diggs, 7,600, my biggest investment outside of Delvin Cook, only put up 15 points. I got the tight end right. I had Hawkinson at 25. I got Corey Davis right at 26. And then the defense, Tennessee, put up zero. So, yeah. man, I don't know why I only had 160 points. Because that team actually looks pretty on fire, but right. Yeah. But he he really brought it together. Wow, that's wild. What is um going back through the drawing board this week? Um, what's the plan for next week? What what adjustments need to be made from one L Archer? Well, there's two ways to win. You can win stupid, which I don't recommend because it, it messes with your head. If you do something stupid that doesn't make any sense from a strategic standpoint, you win. Good for you. You got lucky. But now in your mind, you think you're doing things right, and going forward, you're going to be tilted, and you're going to end up losing in the long term. What I did this week was right. I played, I played correctly. Um, I, I, minus, I faded on Mixon because he was, his chalk got so high, and in reality, he was only drafted at 12%. So. He really wasn't all that chalky. He puts up 28 points. That was my big miss. I, I'm very I'm very much this year, I'm going to play very close to the vest at running back. I'm not going to take a lot of risk at running back. I'm going, to, I'm going to go for the players who are expensive, who are chalky, who are projected to play well. And uh, I'm, not going to, I'm not going to go for those guys to, who aren't projected to play well, who, who might get lucky. Um, so... Okay, looking at it, Elvin Kamara had the best week at running back. I was on him, but he was expensive. He got you 26 points. So the running back position was irrelevant this week. Your top running back put up 26 points on the main slate. You know, so if you played, say, Joe Mixon, who who puts up uh, – oh, I'm looking – I'm way off. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the projections. Uh, Joe Mixon puts up 28 points. At 6,200, that's a great week. Whereas McCaffrey was second, he put up 27 points at 9,500. 
of the top ten running backs, I played two. I played Delvin Cook and McCaffrey. I played the expensive guys. Meanwhile, your number one receive running back was Mixon at sixty two hundred. Jamal Williams forty five hundred. Uh, Swift sixty nine. Melvin Gordon fifty three. Chubb seventy two. And uh, Elijah Mitchell, who no one saw coming at four four uh, four thousand. So, you know, I whiffed. I, I struck out at running back, but that's because contrarian running back plays hit, and I'm going to be playing more chalky running backs and looking for contrarian wide receivers uh, to hit. Uh, Tyreek Hill was your number one wide receiver at 40 points. Debo Samuel, who I did not play, puts up 35. Ooh. Your third your third wide receiver is Adam Thielen. He puts up at 30. I didn't play him because I went Jefferson instead. I was like, ah, one of the two. I'm going to go Justin Jefferson. And uh, so that was a mistake. Tyler Lockett puts up 29. Great great game, great play. I was yep. all over that. I, I had, him at, had him at high exposure. Uh, Sterling Shepard, 27 points. Corey Davis, big play, 26. Yep. Good value at 4,900. So, I mean, it's just – you know, lesson learned on, on chalk, you know, the the biggest chalk on the board was Pitts. You know, Kyle Pitts, who was, who was a no, like number two wide receiver yep. at 4,400. He puts up seven points and, and you know, 30% of the field plays him. Uh, right. So, I mean, that was a mistake. And then the big one was the uh, Callaway, the wide receiver, uh, Marquez Callaway of the Saints. Every, everyone was on that. Huge ownership. He puts up two and a half points. Wow. Yeah. It was not a good week to put money on uh, Devontae Adams either. Spending it no. up there. Whew. I made and that, I did. I made that mistake in a place or two. Yep. Didn't go so well. Um, Larcher, we have a league, a returning league this year in daily fantasy football that, that you run. Um, we are back. We've been doing it for a couple of years now. Not a big turnout this week. No, turnout is low, which is why I invite all the listeners, if they want to get in on the Rainmaker League. It's a $5 uh, just, weekly game. It's only 5 bucks to play. Classic, right? It's, uh, just classic rules. It, it's fun. Yeah, it's a classic game. It's the main slate. Um, I usually play my cash lineup, although I'm going to start switching it up because – I won in cash. I did a, a 50-50. I did a $50, 50-50 with the same team I played in the Rainmakers, and I took fourth place in that, so I doubled up. It was out of 10 people, okay. and three of us had the exact same team. Huh. So I played an extremely chalky game yep. where I, I think a lot of us uh, you know, smart fantasy players were trying to be too smart because we all played the receivers that were under uh, – Three, you know, 4000 Like, I didn't have a wide receiver that cost more than $4,000 on my team. Right, 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 right. I, had Mar- I, I did Marvin Jones and uh, Marquez Callaway and Elijah Moore. And, you know, it, it bit me a little bit because Elijah Moore put up not even a point. He put up 0.7 points. Yikes. Callaway puts up 2.4. And then my the guy I really liked, uh, Marvin Jones, who, by the way, 83% of our league played, put up 18 points. So even though I, I hit a home run on uh, Jones, it, it was shit. It, it was negated by the fact that everybody else played him as well. So 
But that the, the strategy was I felt very comfortable playing Jalen Hurts as my quarterback, and he gave me 28 points. That was the right play. Yeah, it was. he was one of the cheaper. He was one of the cheaper quarterbacks who th- that realistically had a shot at 30 points. I played I played uh, Christian McCaffrey, Delvin Cook, and Amari Cooper. Or I'm sorry, and um, Alvin Kamara as my running backs. So I played the top three projected running backs by giving up all my wide receiver spots to punts, and uh, and I played Kyle Pitts and the Atlanta Falcons. So that that was a, that was a stupid play there. Tony's out of there. The uh, fantasy talk is boring. I uh, totally understand. Yeah, but he brought up CD Lamb's going to be good down in Dallas. Have a good one, Tony. Thanks for joining us for tonight. He was there. He stuck around for an hour in there. Larcher, I couldn't help but notice in, in that fantasy league, in, a, in the Rainmakers fantasy league, uh, I got you by about uh, five, six points there. Um, got it done. So we'll just continue to see how it goes for the rest of the season right there. I did, I did, start, I did start Mahomes, which you called a mistake, but he showed up with 36.28 points. Well, I didn't call it a mistake. That was that was a, that was a good play. That was a cash game consideration. The the mistake. What what I was talking. What I was referring to earlier is if you played a pure Kansas City stack, you had no money to spend elsewhere because Mahomes oh, was like eight thousand. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey was like eight thousand, and Hill was eight thousand. Yeah. So if you played that stack, you 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 couldn't do anything. So sure. what the dude who won did was play the Cincinnati stack and then mixed in Kelsey and. Uh, there's, but yeah, there was nothing wrong with playing Mahomes, especially if you played Hill with him, which you didn't do. No, no, I dropped the ball. I I should have been there. It's nice to see guys back. Scott's back. He got the win this week. Ed's back there. Jake's in, and then uh, Ross. It's a good league. We'll get some of the, some of the other guys back in. I think Charlie was on vacation. Maybe that's why he missed. Yeah. He, well, he was in Vegas. You can't play DraftKings in Vegas. Wait, can you really can't play DraftKings in Vegas? No. Oh. They want people playing the sports books. Yeah, but do they, they have, have daily fantasy at the sports book? Um, it's a different game. It's crazy. I think you're allowed to play MMA or uh, what, what, mass entry tournaments. So you can play like the Millie Maker. You can play. Oh. You can play games with well, you know, with with huge odds. Yeah, but you yeah. can't play. You can't play cash. Is what it is. Or smaller tournament, smaller field tournament. Oh, I, I think so. It. I think that's the restriction. Yep, that makes sense. I buy that. Yeah, you spent up. You took McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a mistake not playing running back in the slot. Generally speaking, in in those games, um, but but you seem to like doing that, so that's all right. Uh, it worked for you. You didn't win. No, I made so. a mistake. You know, you you went with Adams, which you know is understandable. You hit with Jones, which we all did. You know, you very you obviously get data from somewhere. You're playing Marquise Callaway, which I also did, but that was a pure punt deal. Mm-hmm. Higgins is all right, although you picked the wrong Cincinnati receiver. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, it wasn't a bad. It wasn't <laughs> a bad pickup. I'm getting my info from the right places. It just didn't work out that time. We'll see. <sighs> Larcher. We're going to find some early uh, 
early value picks coming up here? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, okay, just uh, just one more point on chalk. Please. Here, the top – let's just look at the top projected players at every position, the top three projected players at every position and how they fare. Josh Allen, 15% projected ownership, 18 points, not a great day. Uh, Mahomes – Projected at 10% ownership, 36 points, good play. Jalen Hurts, projected at 10, 28 points, good play. So, quarterback, chalk quarterback hits, but quarterback and chalk is very minimal. Wide receiver, uh, running back, your chalk was Alvin Kamara. He puts up 18 points at 26% ownership. McCaffrey, 26% ownership, puts up 27 points. Delvin Cook puts up 21 points. Mixon puts up 28. So, Again, playing chalk at running back isn't a bad play. Here's where it gets funky. And remember, in tournament play, when you have very high projected ownership at a low-cost wide receiver like Callaway, don't do it. It's, it's stupid. It's dumb. Of course, I did it. I did it. I did it at every one of them. And there were a bunch of well, underpriced wide receivers projected uh, with high ownership, and I played all of them. So I did not listen to my own advice. Top projected player on the board was Marquise Callaway at 33% ownership, puts up two points. Marvin Jones, 30% projected ownership, puts up 18 points. Great play. So one hits. Elijah Moore, 30% ownership, doesn't even put up a point. Devontae Adams, 21% ownership, puts up 10 points. That's the other thing. If your high-end wide receivers, you also want to pivot off of. There's always a pivot off of high-end wide receivers. And most times, it, it, it's going to be the better play. Um, just looking at wide receivers under 4K last week that were low-owned projections, yep. let's see how they did. That were still projected to actually play well. You know, not garbage plays. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, yeah. T. Higgins, he does, he does okay, serves you well. Oh, Devontae Devante Smith, Philadelphia's, like, number one receiver. Uh-huh. 5% projected ownership, 4,500. He puts up 19 points. Great yep. play. Yep. Well, I mean, uh, they ran away with that win. Atlanta didn't show up at all. No, they, they were hot garbage. Yeah. All right, let's jump in. Let's, uh, and then tight end, obviously, the lesson learned. Pitts, Pitts was the pitch, and uh, not a great play. He did give me a nice floor, though. Like nine, nine eight, oh, he put up seven points. I mean, seven points, I think, is going to be his floor in going forward. I mean, he got the usage you wanted to see. I'm hoping a bunch of people got burnt on him and his ownership starts going down because I, he is a guy I'm going to want to play, uh, but just not at high ownership. Yeah. All right, so jumping ahead the week. Again, I really like the Cincinnati wide receivers. Man. I just feel like this Bears team is going to get burnt Dude. if you're going to want to attack. Al, I, I mean, play them. Play Higgins and Chase, right? Like, I really don't see reasons yeah. to not be heavy on both of them. Right Boy, now, Boy too. I'm seeing, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of value on the two of them along with, like, Metcalf and Moore and Cooper Cup next week. Like, those are the guys right now that are undervalued is what it looks like to me from my data and my projections, man, I'm just going to be yeah. watching the bears games, hoping to see long plays and still pulling for a bears victory somehow. Let's see here. All right. 
So I'm, I'm just kind of looking at wide receivers, see if anybody's ridiculously underpriced or overpriced. Stephon, Stephon Diggs at 7,700. That jumps out to me. He's going up against a tough Miami defense, but the dude just, he's going to get opportunity. Like I pointed out earlier, you know, Josh Allen threw the ball 51 times. He's going to get targets. Last week, in a loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 14 targets. He only put up 69 yards, and he's facing another tough defense. If you're going to give me 14 targets at 7,700, I mean, that's a play. You mentioned DK Metcalf. He's $100 less going up against Tennessee, who looked like dog shit. Uh, Calvin Ridley going up against Tampa Bay. Man, Tampa Bay loves shootouts. Um, you know, you saw you saw what they and Dallas did. There's going to be high scoring if Atlanta can get their shit together, which I do project they will. I, I think they're going to come around. So I, I'm going to I'm going to come back to Ridley. Last week Adam Thielen was the play. So this week that means Jeff, Justin Jefferson's going to be the play. Him and I mean Jefferson and Thielen both in a great spot against Arizona. That could be another shootout. Um, that's a game I'm definitely going to be looking at. How high on Burrow will you be? Burrow. Joe Burrow. I'm sorry, uh, I know you're on receiver, but I just uh, throw that in with the Bur- with the big guys, Higgins and whatnot, with Higgins and Chase. It really depends on ownership because I, I, I'm going to want to play uh, contrarian stacks this week in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, – Burrow's not projecting well, which is good, because that means – I mean, here's the problem this week with quarterback. You can play whatever you want because nobody's going to have high ownership. Okay. Um, last week there were like seven guys who had projected ceilings of 30 points. Right now, half, half the field ha- is projected at 30 points. Okay. I mean, Den- Ben Roethlisberger is projected at 30 points, Garoppolo 30, Bridgewater. Mayfield, Cousins, Stafford, Tannehill, Hurts. I mean, it's just every quarterback's in a great spot this week. So, um, yeah, Burrow, Burrow's going to fall through the cracks. That game, I don't think people are going to want to touch. So, I think I am going to be high on him because I'm going to want to, you know, there's clear, there's a clear double stack. You know, you could, you could, you could double stack running back, wide receiver. You could double stack two wide receivers, and you have three options within that. You know, you, you, you there, there's no obvious choice, sure. but you could do Higgins. You could do a stack with Burroughs, Higgins, Boyd. You could do a stack, Higgins, Chase. You know, there's just so many comp, uh, combinations. And then if you want to repeat last week's winning stack, you know, Mixon's going to be an option because the Bears can get run on. My mouse just died. Mhm. Boy, I would uh yeah, I don't mind the mix in there, but I'm definitely even though Montgomery had a good game, he seems overvalued next week. I'm not playing him. There's not a single Chicago Bear that I would even come near right now, by the way. At 6100, I I'm going to have to look at David Montgomery. Um I feel like Cincinnati was also run on pretty well. Uh let's pull up my uh pull up last week's Quick reminder here. I'm also getting my. Yeah, I mean, I'm well, getting my information right now from uh, from, from uh, the other one. Uh, I was looking at uh, FanDuel, but uh, I'm more of a DraftKings guy. There we go. All right, this is better. 
Yeah, sixty one hundred. I think I think Dave Montgomery's still underpriced. If he keeps if he keeps playing like he did and getting those hundred yards, he's going to be seven k. Yeah, so, he, he's not on that list here. Never mind. But that'll work. There. I mean, I think the, I think the clear run back against Cincinnati is Allen Robinson, who's sixty two hundred. So you have a you have a number one wide receiver who's almost six k. Like that's exciting, and I want to play him, but I don't want to play Dalton. So if I play a lot of Cincinnati stacks, I'm playing Allen Robinson right. as as the the run back. And if you look at pricing, sixty two hundred on Allen Robinson, cheap. Yep. Higgins fifty four hundred, Jamar Chase five thousand, Kyler Boyd forty seven hundred, and then Joe Burrow fifty eight hundred. You play a stack. You play that game stack. You have so much money to go ahead and buy your high-end running backs if that's the route you want to go. I mean, let me just do a quick stack here. I'm going to do Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, who looked fantastic. I mean, he looked like a baller. Tyler Boyd last week, what did he do? Uh, Four targets, three catches, 32 yards. Okay, that's not exciting. T. Higgins. Five targets, four catches, 58 yards of the touchdown. All right, I'm going to go Higgins. I got, again, I have the money. I'm going to run it back with Allen Robinson. Cole Komet's interesting. I'm still worried about Jimmy, Garopp, or Jimmy Graham grabbing touchdowns. touchdowns. So, yeah. now my, so now I have my quarterback and all three wide receivers set for, uh, on this team. I have Burrow, Chase, Higgins, run back with Allen Robinson. Now I can, I can have some fun. I can spend a little bit of money. Let's get crazy. What? Uh, what's Ke- Kelsey? Kelsey's eighty five hundred. Fine. Travis Kelsey. Get him. Who are they playing? They're playing Baltimore. I'm not really excited with anyone in Baltimore. Let me go running back. Uh, let's see here. Alvin Kamara against the Carolina Panthers. Thank you. I'll take it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Who else is good? Let's let's go. Let's go ceiling projections. McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey's – he's appropriately priced. I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford him. Let's go – let's spend down. Who's got a nice ceiling? Uh, I don't like Taylor, man. I just don't feel good about him. No, never or just this week? In general, uh-huh. I, I just – I feel like there's a lot of risk. He's up there. Um you know what? Antonio Gibson's got a nice ceiling, a good floor. You know, I really like, I like uh, Chris Carson. Oh, you know, you know who I really like? Just keep doing that. Detroit. I'm going to take Swift going against Green Bay. Okay. Uh, let's see. That leaves me no money left. So what if I went with the cheapest defense? Where is Houston's Swift? playing Cleveland. The Jets. Uh, I'm going to take the New York Jets. I have a thousand left for flex, so that's impossible. So that means I got to come off of Swift. I'm going to have to spend. Is is Swift in the uh, the slate? Yeah. Okay. Oh no, you're right. I'm on the 16 game slate. I don't see him there. Oh, that just screwed everything Sorry, up. Sorry, buddy. Didn't mean to. Didn't mean to hose you there. No, no, no. You're right. Looking, I, think, uh, I think you want to be looking at like Harris, Najah Harris. Uh, 
He burnt me last week, but he got the usage. Hold on, let me just fill in those pieces. You got to spend a lot of money? Are we looking at six or what? Where are we at here? I said, hey, I, I, I'm redoing everything. Okay. I got to okay. refill in the uh, the holes. Are you playing Hunt? Okay. Kareem Hunt? He might. All right, let's go back to running back. Hunt in there could be pretty damn good right there. Man. You know what? I'm going to stick with Kelsey. We're, we're going to hold firm at Kelsey. Actually, let me let me quickly, let's just glance over the tight end pool. Uh, if you have Kelsey playing, are you going to play Jimmy Graham? <laughs> oh, Kelsey's not on the slate. No, right. he's not. But you got Darren Waller. You got to spend up for him. Maybe Kittle. Kittle's price is down a little bit compared to him. I see Pitts looking good. Against Tampa Bay. Yeah, well, you know what? We're going to go. I feel I feel like people are going to be afraid to play Pitts this week. Let's go ahead. We're going to throw Pitts in there. There you go. All right. So that gives me a lot. I'm going to have a lot more money now. Mm-hmm. Now that Kelsey's out of the equation. Um, so let's do running backs. Let's go Kamara. I'm very comfortable with Kamara. Let's go McCaffrey. Make this very easy. Let me see if I could get there with the cheap defense. Rygar, calm down, honey. Fifth, nope, can't do it. So we got to pull off of come up, uh, McCaffrey. Back to the running back position. Uh, Wait, you're pulling off McCaffrey? No McCaffrey? Can't afford it. Can't yeah, afford it. It leaves sense. me with 1500 Did you get Kamara? Yes. Plan. So now I, I'm looking mid-tier running back. Darnell Henderson, but, man, Indy is kind of good at the run. Hunt, Hunt. I'm telling you, Hunt. His price I is feel right. You the, my problem with Hunt is Chubb. the other running back, Chubb is good at just running. Hunt becomes a factor when they're, when they're losing. And they're playing Houston. They're not going to be losing. So I think they're just going to stick with Chubb. So that's my concern there. Whereas, you know what? Melvin Gordon against Jacksonville. Man, I I keep coming back to Chris Carson. I'm going to go Chris Carson. I'm seeing reports of of Urban Meyer already wanting out of Jacksonville. Well, I mean, can you blame the man? Well, what the hell was he doing? What did he expect? I have 5,300 left. Let me actually use a filter here to narrow the pool. By the way, I'm in Fantasy Labs. I wish I could share my screen. I bet I can, but I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll work on that for next week. A little bit of growing pains coming back. It's been a while. I mean, May 28th, 2021, we left professional podcasting. Yes, Clark. September 14th, 2021. We're back. Let me see here if I can get that a little bit bigger. Little CM Punk reference. There we go there. Impressive. Nope, nope. That's the wrong way. There we go. Yeah, I'm just not sure if that's showing up worth a darn anywhere. But, yeah, I mean, I can see it. I'm completely forgetting how to work this right now. Well, right when you have to show it off to everybody. 
Right. I just want to get my... Oh, Jesus. Come on! I just want it so it shows my uh, team. And I think picking a player will get to that. Guys, we are back. We plan to be back every single week here, bringing you the best in daily fantasy. Oh, exciting stuff. The best in Chicago Bears talk. We'll talk some pro wrestling. Al and I made it to some pro wrestling. We're a lot different now. We've lost some things. Uh, Both of us, a couple teeth shorter than we were the last time we were here talking. That's true. We both have uh, lost teeth. Yep. Uh, gained gained some fake teeth, some of us, you know. I, I got this. I got a little bit of a, now, a little bit of a lisp with the new ones there. Hey, really? Charlotte J is over there watching us on Twitch. Hey, Jay, welcome to the show. We're currently talking daily fantasy and getting ready for next week's fantasy football week two. For the season, DraftKings. Al Archer here, my partner, is the Draft King. He's won quite a few big monies the last couple of years. And I'm telling you, if you want to jump into that game, listen to this guy who's sitting to my my right. My left, your right, the other way. About Let me four, point that way. About four, I, know, I know you don't consider us neighbors, Clark, mm-hmm. but we do go to the same binnies. We're about, so. what, four or five blocks away? We're neighbors. All right, so got I got to find a player under 5,300. Where are you at with your team so far? So we got Burrow. Yep. Kamara. That's Chris right. Carson. Yep. T. Higgins. Jamar Chase. Stack Allen Robinson. The, Kyle Pitts. The big Bengals the stack Jets. there. So we're just looking for the flex right now. Here, I should move the and caption down. We only have 5,300. You know what I need? Spend. I need a producer. We can move this shit around for us. I'm just going to hit optimize, and it's going to be the best, most optimal player at that position, which is Cortland Sutton jumps in there. Hey, there you go. That'll do. Right? I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this, and I'll play this in a tournament. We'll get to talk about it next week. Even though, unless some injuries happen and, you know, obviously things need to change. Well, that's what we'll do. We'll come back and take a look at it, see what's going on. What do you think? I'm going to play this team. Absolutely. And I think all of our listener friends should. And we'll see who can, win, who can win with this. What? What? Why not, man? We're trying to, my turn. It's, a, it's a million-dollar team right now. We're there. trying to share the money here, Al. We're share, sharing the wealth. Or are you just giving it away? That team projects for 128 points. It's all right. It's not a great projection. No. Oh, yeah. man. Al, I'm telling you, um, things have quieted down upstairs, but earlier I thought I thought I may have to, like, tell you to take over. Much like when Hawk, Hawk Harrelson left the, uh, left the uh, White Sox booth to go down and check on a player a couple of years ago, I thought I was going to have to leave you hanging while I went and checked down, but everything is okay upstairs. Good. Whew. Glad to hear that. Yeah, Texas what, said what, every, everything's going to be okay. What was the what was the big emergency? I 
I don't know other than people are not listening upstairs. And it's the, the younger people in the house are apparently not listening. Uh, well. All right. Well, so Big E is the new world champion. I don't oh, know yeah. if you saw the we, news. We could talk a little bit WWE. That's a good call. Um, yeah, that was pretty big. I saw him yesterday in the midday. He, he tweeted out that he was going to cash in. And he was going to win the, w, the WWE championship. And then he followed through with it, and he did it. He did it. Yeah, exciting, exciting moment over there at WWE. I know that uh, Raw, Raw has it, been lacking, right? Yeah, I mean, they needed to change some stuff up. And that, that, that's an interesting change. I'm not a big fan. Like, I just, I, I don't like Big E. Okay. Um, what, what is I it? like it. I, I, he's just so fucking goofy. Like, yeah. he's just, Too goofy for you? Yeah. Dude. I, I like his potential. Like I, I look at that dude, and I'm like, man, that guy. That physique, that be a monster. That physique is something else. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You I remember mean, the who was the 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 guy in He Man that like he he bounced. You know, you had the figurine, and he bounced. The short guy, stocky guy. That's that reminds me of Biggie. That guy. Yeah. He's just built like a the old my my uncle would always say a brick shit house is how he would put it. A fire plug. A shit brick house, I think, is what it would be, but I'm not sure. Uh, that was cool. Uh, it's been since May 28th since we've been on, and you and I, my friend, we made it. Some great wrestling. We made it to some fun wrestling shows. You went to a, a couple that I didn't make it to as well that were also fun, but uh, AEW came through with four shows in about two weeks here. We had already been, had tickets to go to All Out. And then for a few yeah. days earlier than that, Dynamite out at the Now Arena. And then uh, I was uh, on, a, on a family trip to Michigan with my wife, and you texted me, hey, this United Center show, you in? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Didn't realize they had highly alluded to CM Punk coming back. Right. Uh, and then we picked up tickets. Uh, at first, we had fourth row. We arrived at the United Center, and – we're told that our seats no longer existed. The setup was different than expected. So we ended up in the fifth row for the return of so CM Punk. So yeah. Did you tweet that idiot, Tony Khan, and let him know your dissatisfaction? No, I wasn't, I wasn't dissatisfied. I was uh, fine in the fifth row. Oh, like, yeah, you'll tweet Tony Khan about people wearing masks, but God forbid we get bumped a row back and you don't say anything. No, that, that's not a big deal to me. The, the fact that there was a mask mandate and nobody seemed to give a shit was, it was a little weird, but whatever. Um, uh, no, uh, fifth row, it was, it was basically promised. It was promised to us that CM Punk would show up. Not promised, but alluded to. And the show started off with an AEW Rampage on a Friday night. That was a blast, man. I had never been a part of that long and loud of a celebration in my life. Yeah, it it was um, man. I've been, you know, I was there for Bret Hart versus Austin. Yeah, uh, WrestleMania thirteen, the moment the, yep. the moment Stone Cold was born. I was there for the five star matchup between Bret Hart and Roddy Piper at WrestleMania eight. I I, I was there when Chris Jericho uh, debuted as Y two J in the WWF. Like Ooh. I've seen a lot of great moments. I've seen the Rock pops. I've seen Hogan pops. 
I mean, I, I've, I've we, seen. We I, were I there when my pops had wrestling shows. We were there when Jinder Mahal won the title. Yeah, well, I mean, well, how, how could that not have led the list? <laughs> the big, the great Jinder Mahal title reign. Did, did we see a Punjabi prison match? No, we didn't. We didn't get the Punjabi prison match, oh. but we just saw we saw a regular match. Um, I will say that previously for me it was when Cody won the NWA title. Because I just wasn't expecting it to be as big of a deal as it was at All In, at the original, uh, the precursor to AEW. That was a blast. And then this was just, and as CM Punk said it, he's like, well, we couldn't have set it up any better, first of all. In Chicago, at the United Center, 15,000 people. The first time many of these 15,000 people had been at a live event in a long time, right? Yeah, it felt good. The man. first time in really seven good. years he'd been around, Chicago had been chanting his name at every WWE show that had come around. It was great. It was a blast. Yeah. I mean, the dude, like, allegedly is kind of a sociopath and a bit of a prick, mm-hmm. but he is so charming and he has so much charisma. And it was such a cool moment to be there. And then uh, that, that, that was good. That was like a lot of expectation and hype. It got me ready for wrestling. Then I went to a, a local warrior wrestling show, which had uh, Jay White, Switchblade Jay White was on it. It was fun to get to see some local wrestling. I met Thunder Rosa. Yep. I did a meet and greet with her, and she was so charming. Another one, just oozes personality. Jay White was like the nicest dude. Um, what? I got I got a nice meet and greet with him. That warrior wrestling down there, man. They uh, they they're doing it. They know what they're doing. It's run by a, a Catholic high school. Right? Isn't that yeah. who runs it? It's it's the only federation in the country that a high school that's a, it's a high school wrestling team. Uh, the, the Catholic high school has uh, warrior wrestling. I mean, they got world champions. Uh, Thunder Rosa, the women's champion. Um, Trey Miguel, I believe, is the world champion. It's just uh, Brian Cage was there. Yeah. Uh, Marco Stunt. Uh, it's the dark order, the dark order where they're evil Uno. Um, well, and Steve last Grayson. year, last year we went to their outside series uh, and watched that the wrestling match on the football field, which was the first yeah. live event I went to during, you know, the height of the pandemic in 2020. And it was, they did a great show with that. I really, I like what they're doing down there. I'm glad you enjoyed that show. That was Friday night of the weekend. That was a Saturday. Oh, the Saturday um, before, so, yeah. Yeah, that that was cool. And then we went to – Wednesday we went to Dynamite, and that was the most fun I had in wrestling show in a long time. Man, what I will say about AEW, like, if you go to, if you go to Raw's, if you go to WWE products for the last, I don't know, 10 years, it's bo- they, they're usually boring. There's moments. Uh, but generally speaking, it's dull, especially Raw tapings. Like, they're just – Painful to be a part of to the point I was almost completely off of going to television tapings anymore. But wow. I have to say, AEW is just such a fun product. It is fundamentally flawed in a lot of the psychology of wrestling. You know, the stuff Jim Cornette bitches about, the stuff you hear Jim Ross kind of snicker about during the shows. The um, stuff that uh, Bubba Ray calls out on, on his show. He calls that stuff yeah. out too. The referees There's sometimes a, aren't doing referee things. They're no, not. You know what? I realize the young that Bucks Aubrey Edwards, the, besides being one of the worst referees in the history of refereeing, 
She basically her acting as if she's be, she's being filmed in a silent movie from the 1920s. Her acting like straight up her and Charlie Chaplin could could do a bit together in a wrestling ring. Um just just brutal. But anyways, the point I was getting at is despite the things they do wrong, the key thing to wrestling is if I go to a show I want to have fun, I do. I love their shows. I love the, the entertainment factor. I love, like, they, they, there was some big fat guy who came out. This was, like, in a dark match against, uh, I believe it was Dante Martin. And, you know, this guy looked like a throwback. He had suspenders on. Looked like Big Bubba Rogers. Looked like Big Boss Man. Um, it was a throwback. His acting was terrible. He looked like a, he looked like a 1980s villain. But man, that's the stuff I fell in love with as a wrestling fan. I see wrestling. Yeah. I don't. I don't see people trying not to be wrestling, which I think WWE tries to, that there's something different. It, it's fun seeing traditional wrestling, and AEW gives you that. It is just such a fun product. And then we get to the pay per view, and you know, some people are calling it the greatest pay per view of all time. Man, there was a there was, was a getting... five star plus match. Woo! Um, it was just fun. The whole damn thing was fun. Dude, yeah. And Meltzer gave it a five-plus star in that uh, tag team match in the, in the, uh, the, the, not the Punjabi prison, but in a regular cage match, which their cage was pretty great. I do like that cage a lot. But that match oh, was cool. fun. A lot of great spots. Uh, the Young Bucks getting to play by the Young Buck rules because they're in a cage. The referee doesn't matter. I think th- that they should just call it what it is and lead bully Ray. I, I, I heard it from him. If you're going to lead off the show with a tag team match and they aren't going to follow the rules, then just make there no rules. Just make it no rules. And, and it's well, still well, a lot of fun. Were there supposed to be rules in a cage? No, match? no, no, no. I'm saying that's what they did. It's a cage match. There's no yeah. rules. So then you Although can, Jim Ross you can got confused. That. I don't know. I don't know if you've watched the show back. I watched I some of it. What was he confused about in that one? Like five minutes into the match, he's like, "Well, am I ever gonna do a tag?" He's like, oh. I don't understand. What's going? Why can't they tag? Was he being sarcastic at the time, or was he being old? Well, I, it was both combination. Yeah. By the way, our great listeners, Sean and Charlotte, both nailing the Ram Man was who you were trying to reference earlier, the, the stubby guy. Oh, Ram Man. Yeah, that's who it is. Yes. Thank you guys for throwing. Uh, that Eli- Elijah also uh, recommended Wasteland as a turn-based strategy game. Mm-hmm. I agree. I enjoy Wasteland. A uh, little too much role-playing. A little too much with that. I usually enjoy like uh, you know, the little stories going mm-hmm. on, but there, there was a lot. It's also a really hard game. I will say that. And then he recommends he hasn't played it yet, but Phoenix Point. I have not touched that game yet, so I may have to look there. So. The last thing is I've had a lot of people showing some more interest in wrestling again, which it's been a long time, which is kind of fun. I got to say, like, if you're somebody who likes wrestling or or is curious about wrestling, jump into AEW because it's fun and it it doesn't take itself too serious, but it it does have a lot of serious, cool stuff uh, going on. You know, I thought I loved Adam Cole going face-to-face with Tony Mm -hmm. Schiavone. Like that was yeah. that was a cool moment. Like That's immediately, fun. immediately it made Adam Cole so cool. And like he, the the chemistry there with him and Kenny Omega, 
and are they going to butt heads? Who's going to take over the elite? And the story you know, is great. Ryan coming in. Yep, the story is great. Uh, it, I don't even. I'm, there's so much speculation on more, and a lot of people gave TNA a hell of a hard time for trying to be something where they were pushing old stars. And not the, and it, it, I mean, they did have a lot of young talent come out of that with your Samoa Joes and your AJ Styles and everybody. But I don't know. These guys are doing it with the young guys too. I mean, it looks like CM Punk is just going to wrestle. That's his gig right now is I am going to wrestle guys and help them succeed. I mean, hell, it's what he said in his promo. But at some point, do the fans turn on him for that? Sure. Like, is there some Maybe. point where that just gets... But, Maybe but that gets boring. Isn't he an all right heel? Isn't he an all right heel as well? Yeah, but I mean, are they going to go there? Because I don't think that's what the fans want to see. <laughs> I mean, I know I don't. I want to see. I want to see CM Punk start mixing in with some real. I love hell. CM Punk versus Cody is I'm, interesting. I'm good waiting on that. I mean, sprinkle that in for sure. Like a but Cody how long here are and there. You wait? But you don't have to go through the whole. You don't have to go Cody Omega. You know, Jarek. Well. I don't know, Jericho. And I'm going to tell you. Adam Cole, Daniel Bryan. You don't have to go through all of them right now. You can take your time with that. Throw them in some tag matches. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're talking maybe him in the... uh, Trios? uh, Some trios stuff still? Going and doing a feud with the Young Bucks. Like, I mean, that's interesting. But, yeah, I forgot what I was getting at. Uh, I, you were saying that everyone's getting sick of they'll get sick of this Darby and going through all the Taz kids. It looks oh, like it, it looks like that's what's up next for him is the whole the whole Taz. And that's and listen, that's great for television. Like right. one thing I think AEW does do decent is they they throw big matches on TV that aren't really that big of matches. If you build in you know a couple of weeks of TV matches with with CM Punk, and then there's a, a story underneath that's popping up. Like that's cool too. Uh, I mean, I'm he- I don't know what you did, but I'm hearing myself now. Somebody asked me earlier. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't change a thing with that. Somebody earlier asked uh, if we were going to try to grab tickets when they go on sale for the next show. I just saw. It. Did you? Did you send that to me? Wintrust is doing uh, the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm Al. I think I've I've been tapped out. Uh, I think three in two weeks kind of holds my hand for the rest. Like. And the night before Thanksgiving, I'm probably going to be doing family things. And it's oh, something I'm not I'm, interested in going to that show. If you could, if you could, okay, now then never mind. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask if you could just plant the seed with my wife. I would love to go, but that's fine. Tony yeah, Khan likes doing shows locally around that time because he's from Champaign, Illinois. Sure. So, so he doesn't mind being closer to home. All right, you're not interested. I don't know what, wrong but when you grabbed your headphones now i can hear myself okay i i I only catch you one way maybe it was me well it happened after you did like i can't talk god dang I, i almost lost my teeth right there like a hockey player like i had to move them back into place that's what happened al i had both of my i had both of my teeth taken out and i've been replaced with new uh hockey style teeth now, you know how long that's going to last, Al? I'm going to save up for implants. I'm, I'm already sick of them. They're done. I don't know how people do them. I'm 42 years old and I have dentures, and I'm not going to have them my whole life. Hopefully, I live longer, you know, long enough to, to not have to uh, 
get upset about it too much, but, but I'm done. The dentures, I'm done. They're right there. Those two. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Clark, I can't talk, so. You can't hear? Or are you echoing? It echoes. When I talk, I, I'm like, I get, a, I get a second delay, and I can't. Are you I sure can't you talk didn't hit something myself. on your end? You can't do that. Huh. I don't know. I don't know what that is. How about now? Hello? Yeah, now it's gone. Whatever you did fixed it. I have no idea what I did. I'm sorry. Well, you you did something cuz you just said how about now well, and then it was I think I think I turned you down a bunch. Is what I did for the well, the blog talk folks folks won't get it. Won't get you so much. But that's all right. Oh. The listeners get it as well. They're getting the echo as well. There you go. Well, I'll turn oh, you down. Yeah. I don't know how the, the hell. I don't know. I don't know how the right. We need a producer, and that's what we need. I need, I need to get a producer. We fired our producer that we had for the first few years of the show. Oh yeah, yeah. She was a troublemaker though. Yeah. Oh hell. All right. Well, you know. You got a prediction for the Bears next week? Yeah, they're gonna lose. What's the score? Uh, a lot to uh, medium. I like it. I'll go with the same. What uh, What do you think about for uh, for your White Sox? Are they gonna win it all? Oh yeah, socks down. We got this. Socks down. Is that like bear down? Yeah. I don't think that's a thing. Oh yeah, you're not in the socks community, so you don't know these things. Oh man. Well, I'm gonna don't go. Don't stop believing. And on that note, guys, Al, you want to do this again next week? Hold on to that feeling. Should we yeah, try? It, it was great to be back. It was great to uh, to talk with you. Listeners, all of you are there on Facebook, on Twitch, those listening on Periscope and Twitter, thank you so much. Jay, thanks for stopping in. Larry, thank you. Who else was here, Al? But Sean was there. Elijah. Elijah called in. That was nice. Tony. Tony? Tony? I don't know Tony. Tony's, Tony's my guy. Thank you so much for watching. Those of you listening on podcast tomorrow. Quick, quickly, my point on CM Punk. Yep. It was one of the most boring matches on the show. Him and Darby? Yeah. I don't it know. was late in the show. It was late in the show, and I was tired. But it wasn't a super exciting match. I don't know that CM Punk can't put on these really exciting matches anymore. So that's gonna be something to watch. Yeah, and I I don't know. I felt I felt he did just fine. They did they they played it slow for him. They, they brought. Eh. I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed the match after that, the big show, because I was able to use the restroom real quick. Let's see what they do yeah, with Punk. Thanks, Al. All right, buddy. Good night. Talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Don't forget to call. Call who? I don't know. Just call anybody. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Elijah and Charlotte and Jay. Good night. Good night. I mean it this time. Thanks for watching.